Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we're going to start talking about this concept called bread of shame. You may have heard it around before if you've been studying this type of thing for a while. And today we're going to go into what exactly it is, how it works. So since we are all branches, meaning we all stem from the endless light, everything in existence comes from the endless light, then everything that is found at the source is pleasurable for us. Meaning, anything that can be found in the endless and in the essence of the Creator, which is where, we, which is where everything comes from, is what we find pleasurable. Uh, fulfillment, happiness, good things, all these things, we, we experience them as good because that's what can be found at the source. And things that aren't found in the source are to us experienced like hard work and going through problems. Omnam Efshalak Shot. So Avashlag poses a question here. This change in form, meaning the, the part that isn't found in the source, the part that's new, that's different about us has to be within us, it, it, it is essential to who we are, it is essential to our existence. Why? Without this change in form, and like we've been talking about the whole time, what's the change in form? This desire to receive, that's the new concept. So without this desire to receive, we never would be considered separate enough to be considered created and not the creator. That's that's what makes the difference. Nothing would be uh, emanated, created, or formed without this change in form called the desire to receive. This form of the desire to benefit or the desire to receive it is the main idea, it's the main good of all of creation, it's the main, and it's everything that the thought of creation is surrounding. And this, not only that, the desire to receive is also the exact measurement of how much pleasure and how much good we experience. Like we, we talked about a couple sections ago, the exact size of our desire to receive is the exact size that we're able to receive. So all of the good that we get is exactly measured by how big our desire to receive is. That's why it's called space. As we covered earlier, if you're, if you're not remembering, all, the, the quick version is that because the size of the desire is the space you have empty to fulfill with light, that's why it's called space. If you're still a little bit confused, I encourage you to go back to one of the previous lessons and go over it again. So how can we say about this at the same time that it's called darkness? Again, in a previous class, we called the desire to receive this, the ending point, which is the fourth phase of desire. We called it darkness. So how can we call this thing that's the exact measurement of how much good we get? How can we also call it darkness? And it is drawn until the point until the point where, that we call death. 
כי היא עושה במקבלים התחתונים, מבחינת הפסק ופירוד מחיי חיים חס ושלום. So why, why is it called death? Because it changes, our, it changes the form of everything that's emanated and created to the point where we now have boundaries, we now have ends, which is a separation from the source of all life. And another thing we need to understand, Why are we so scared of being different? And why, why, is it, why does it bring us such anger or fear, or at least it should, to be different from the essence of the Creator? And in order to, so Rabbi Shlach is saying, in order to explain to you this very fine point, first we have to explain, the origin of every good and bad thing that we experience in our world. I want to I want to focus here on the point that Avashlag is saying that this is what we experience, not what actually exists. Because, again, we only experience the separation between good and bad or of different levels of good or different levels of bad in our world. In the endless and in the essence of the Creator, there is no separation between anything. So really, it's we're only experiencing it. It's an illusion. But this is what we experience. So first you understand what we already know. The nature of every branch is equal to the nature of the root that it came from. Okay. So everything that is customary or everything that, you can, be, that can be found by the root will be loved by the branch. Okay. And anything that isn't normal to be found in the root, anything that isn't found in the root, the branch furthers itself from them, hates them, and can't stand them. This rule goes to every branch and roots without exception. We're not just talking about physical roots and branches, we're talking about spiritual roots and branches. Branches. Our souls, each one, is a branch from the endless. That's the analogy going on here. Now, since the Creator is the source, is the root for everything that was created, everything that's included within the Creator and is drawn to us directly from the Creator So those things, that's, those things will smell nice to us and they'll feel nice to us. The things we enjoy Those things, that, that feeling of enjoyment is drawn directly from the Creator because that has a resonance with our closeness to the Creator. And everything that isn't found in the Creator and it isn't drawn directly from Him. So if the Creator is a source of everything and it's not drawn directly from Him, how do we experience it? The source of this feeling actually comes from within us. What feeling? 
the feeling of not such great things. They'll be against our nature and it'll be hard for us to bear it. We enjoy resting and we really don't like doing any work. Even the people who are busybodies, who claim that they enjoy work, it's not that they're farther or closer from the Creator, it's that they enjoy working for some end. Most people work so that at some point they can stop working. So the people who work from morning to night are just more excited to stop working at some point. Everybody has a retirement plan or wants to have a retirement plan and everybody assumes that when I make a certain amount of money, I'll just stop working and I'll hang out, I'll go on vacations, I'll buy a private island, whatever. Our goal is to not work. So Rav Ashlag is saying that the only reason that we work is to be able to get to the point where we don't have to anymore. Why is, what, why is that coming from the source? Now remember, in the endless, in the essence of the Creator, there is no time, space, or motion. There is no, there's no reason to move. There isn't such thing as moving or doing work. Everything is 100% fulfilled. So because that's the situation at our source, that's what we love. We love when we feel fulfilled, when we don't have to do anything, when everything is going perfectly. There is no motion whatsoever in the source. So therefore, work or motion is not just against our nature, we hate it. And through, by this same concept, we love, we love wisdom, we love knowing things, we like to be, we like to feel strong, we like, we like to be rich. Because all of these good things, all of these ideas of fulfillment, of grandeur, is what is found in the Creator. Which is our source. And we don't like we don't like when we don't know, we don't like when we feel like we don't have enough money, we don't like when we feel weak. All these things, all these bad things, we don't like them. Why? Because they're not they're not included in the in the source, in the creator. They're not found at all in our source, in our root. And therefore they're disgusting and hated, they're disgusting to us, they're hated by us to the point where we can't stand it. Okay. So now we've, now we've differentiated between what's, what's in our source, what's not in our source, and why we experience those things different ways. Okay. But now we need to investigate. How is it possible that we can draw something that's not from the Creator? The Creator is the source of everything, right? How can we draw something that's not found in the Creator from the Creator? How, do we, how is it possible that we, we came up with this concept of drawing something from within ourselves? So Avashla gives an analogy. 
This rich man goes into the bazaar or into the marketplace and takes some random guy. And he takes this random guy and he feeds him and he has, he has all he can eat and drink. He has all the money in the world. The rich guy is taking care of him from A to Z. And every day he's giving him more and more. This person that's receiving everything is actually tasting two things. And they're opposite. And they're opposites, but he's tasting them at the same time. On the one hand, He's experiencing amazing pleasure from everything that he's getting. He has all the money in the world. He has nothing to worry about. As soon as he's hungry, food, food appears in front of him. He doesn't have to worry about a thing. But at the same time, he can barely stand this amount of good that he's getting. Why? He can't stand it because he's embarrassed. He didn't do anything to earn this. The guy, he's getting all of this for free. And he's, all he's doing is receiving. He's not giving anything. He's not working for anything. So he's embarrassed. He's so embarrassed, he can't... He, at, with, even with all the pleasure he's getting, he can't stand getting all of this. So for sure, the pleasure that he gets from getting all these gifts is drawn directly from the rich person who's giving it to him. But this other side of it, where he's having a difficult time because he's embarrassed, that's not coming from the rich person who gave it to him. The rich person doesn't want to make him feel embarrassed. That's not coming from the rich person. All you, all a rich person wants to do is to make is to give him everything that he could possibly desire. Ella Rather, it comes from within the receiver himself that this embarrassment is awakened. And so it's not coming directly from the rich person, this feeling of embarrassment, this feeling of not having earned it. It comes from him within himself. And then Rav Ashtag says, in, a, in an indirect way, it really does come from the, from the rich person, but it's not directly. What, what does it mean? What, is it, what exactly does that mean? Meaning... Yes, the rich person doesn't mean for the person from the market to be embarrassed or anything like that. But the only reason the guy is embarrassed is because he's getting so much without giving back or without working for it. So indirectly, it's coming from the rich person, but it's definitely not found in... That embarrassment isn't found within the rich person. He's not getting... It's not being given directly. Okay. So, so we still haven't answered our main question of how come we call this desire to receive at the same time darkness. So since the desire to receive isn't found in the source, remember, the only new thing under the sun is the desire to receive. Anu margishim bobusha ve'esav 
we feel embarrassed and we can't bear it, our desire to receive. וזה שאמרו ז"ל, שכדי לתקן זה, הכין לנו בעולם הזה יגיעה בתורה ומצוות, להפך את הרצון לקבל על רצון להשפיע. And this is what the sages were referring to when they said that they needed to, that in order to fix this, God prepared for us in this world, Torah study, learning the secrets of Kabbalah, learning all, the, all other types of Torah, doing good deeds, doing mitzvot, all these things are there to help us transform our desire to receive in a, into a desire to share. So what's understood to us from everything that we've said, everything that is drawn to us, not indirectly from the Creator, it'll be hard for us to bear it. And it's against our nature. So this new form that is that appears within the emanated thing, within us, So this desire to benefit doesn't have anything less of it from the standpoint, from the view of the Creator. Just the opposite. That's the main that's the main reason the Creator created everything. The Creator wanted to share, so He created a desire to receive, a desire to benefit, in order so, so that the Creator could share. Without it, there would be no creation at all. But from our perspective, which is, which is the one that carries this form. We're the one that carries the form. We're the ones that carry the form of the desire to receive. We feel because of ourselves, this idea of, be, of it being hard to bear. Because, why do we feel this impatience with ourselves, this an inability to bear this desire to receive. And if you don't think you you feel that, we'll explain in a second why you do. Because this desire to receive isn't found in the source. So from the Creator's standpoint, there's nothing wrong with the desire to receive. And just the opposite. The desire to receive is the only way that the creation, the creation happens. It was the whole point of creation. But from our perspective, because we want to be, because we want to go back to our roots. We can't stand the desire to receive because it makes us different from the Creator. So through this we can, we'll be able to understand the explanation of the sages. This is how we understand the concept of bread of shame that the sages bring up. Somebody... You're, we, we talked about this a, a couple of lessons ago. You're sitting across from somebody. You're eating. They're not. How long are you going to be able to go before you start getting embarrassed? You can't even look at them in the face. That's the situation that the sages bring. And why do they bring it? To tell us about why this world was created. 
really it should be like this great wonder. It, should, it doesn't truly make sense. So on the face of it, it doesn't seem like it makes sense, but now we understand. So what they were talking about was this change in form that we call the desire to receive, the desire to benefit, which is found within every soul. It, it's, it's a must. Meaning every single person who receives something is embarrassed a little bit when they receive it. How many, how many of you can say that when you're on your birthday, everybody's standing around you with a cake and singing, you're a little bit embarrassed? At least for me, at least in those few moments, you know, you have that big smile on your face, but you're kind of getting, you're, you're blushing, you're looking down, you don't want anybody to look at you. Why? Because you're embarrassed that you're getting something without giving anything back. Because of this change in form from the source, from the root, this embarrassment exists because it's different from our source. Our source doesn't have this desire to receive. And in order to fix this embarrassment, because the Creator, why, do, why does the Creator care about fixing this embarrassment? The Creator doesn't want to, us to feel any form of pain or anything at all. And we covered a couple lessons ago how, so if, there, if, every, if the Creator wants only good for us, why is this world so painful? We covered that already. I suggest you go back to it. So the, only, so the reason this world was created was to remove this idea of embarrassment from the vessel, from the receiver. Asher Shama ba. So this, in this world, the soul comes down, it gets dressed in a body. And through learning Torah and through doing mitzvot, doing good deeds, but why are we doing them? For the purpose of giving a good feeling to the Creator. Our vessels of receiving are turned into, they're transformed into vessels of giving. Meaning, from our own from our own aspect, from our own viewpoint, we wouldn't be able to receive all of this great all of this great uh, sustenance. We don't what is to receive in order in order to give a good feeling to the creator? We don't want it from our perspective. It's not that what we want it. We want to receive it because we know the creator wants to give it. It, give, it gives the creator a good feeling to give, so okay, I'll, I'll accept. So the creator wants us to benefit and when we only receive in order to because we know that the creator wants us to benefit that's when we transform our desire to receive into a desire to share and once we are clean of this desire to receive once we clean our desire to receive then we're no longer 
embarrassed to look the creator in the face. And through that, we actually reveal our own perfection. And the reason that we need to go through this whole long process that we started talking about with the tzimtzum, with the contraction, and going through all the worlds until we get to this world, and we have to go through all this work in this world, the reason we go through this whole process, we are, so all this work that we talked about earlier is only there to change our vessels of desire to, our, to vessels of sharing. And we can only do that through this world. One more section. There's a verse that the Gemara in Chagiga, the tractate of Chagiga in the Talmud, quotes that says the following. The wicked, their inheritance is double destruction, and the righteous, they have double inheritance. It's a little bit cryptic. Ravashla goes into it and it's and it explains this idea of bread of shame versus transforming our desire to receive into desire to share. Come and see. Why for the wicked is a double destruction? They're holding a double-edged blade. And I'm not saying they're holding it by the handle. Ravashla is saying they're holding both hands on an edge of the blade, meaning they're getting cut from both sides. This world was created with emptiness and lack of all, of all good things. And in order to get anything good, you need to work. And it's known that Working too much depresses a person. The people who are, you know, in an office 14 hours a day usually aren't very happy people. And if they are, they're not really doing work work all day. It's important, I mean, just from a psychological standpoint, it's important to give yourself time to rest, time to play, time to relax. Person who's working, working, working all day, depressed. And same, same goes for a spiritual level. So well, why does it do that? Because it's not, it's not something that's directly drawn from the Creator. And we said before that anything that's not directly drawn from the Creator is something that our souls can't bear. To stay... So, okay, so working too much, depressing. But it's also, you can't also do nothing all day and not, and not get anything. We can't exist in a world where we don't receive anything. You can't not eat, not drink. You have to be able to, you have to work in order to, be, in order to have money, to pay for food, to pay for water, to pay for housing. You have to work for these things. That's, that's how it works in this world. But you can't do nothing either because then you won't be able to get anything. Valken, 
מוחים בסבל ריבוי התנועה. And because of that, we choose to suffer a little bit, to suffer, to suffer a working, in order to be able to get something out of it. בכדי להשיג מלואו הקניינים, אמנם כיוון שכל קניינם ורכושם הם אך לעצמם. So that's how everybody works, but why is it doubly as bad for the wicked? Because when they do it, they're doing it only for themselves. ויש לו מנה רוצה מאתיים, and somebody who, someone like this, someone who was only thinking about themselves, if they have a hundred, they want two hundred, of whatever it is. נמצא בזה שאין אדם מת וחצי תאוותו בידו. So these people are cursed in a way that it says, it says about them that a person doesn't die with even half of his lusts sated. Meaning, someone who's only focusing on what they want and only focusing on themselves will always want more and they'll be cursed to never be fulfilled. And, and they're found suffering from both sides. From one, from the amount of work they're doing. ואין מצער החיסרון של הקטנים, and from the other side, the, their pain of not being fulfilled. שחסרה להם מחציתם, that they're always going to be missing half. They'll always want double as much, and they'll always be missing half. אבל הצדיקים בארצם ירשו משנה. But about righteous people, it's written, that in their land they will inherit double. What does that mean? דהיינו, אחר שמאפחים את הרצון לקבל שלהם לרצון להשפיע. Righteous people are people who have transformed the desire to receive to a desire to share. After they've done this, So everything they receive, they, they're only receiving in order to share, then they get double. Why? Because then they receive perfection of all types of pleasures. הם המשיגים גם כן את השוואת הצורה ליוצרה, יתברך שבזה נמצאים בדבקות אמיתית. So not only do they get everything they want, not only do they get fulfilled with all of their desires, they're able to become closer with the Creator, closer in form with the Creator. ואז נמצאים גם כן בסוד המנוחה, שהשפע מגיע להם מאליו, בלי שום תנועה ועמל. And then they're actually, so through this transformation of desire to receive, the desire to share, Not only do they get what they want, they don't have to work for it. Because they're closer in form to the Creator, that means they're in a state of rest now. So if we're capable of transforming our desire to receive to a desire to share, then we don't see giving as work anymore. We don't see anything as work anymore. Everything is in order to give back to the Creator, which makes us closer to the Creator. And then we're eternally in a state of rest and fulfillment. So something to take into the week. Every time you know you know you want something, first off, remember, the Creator put that desire in you, which is 100% fine. That's how it's supposed to work. But then say to yourself, pause for one moment. Do I want this because I want it? Or do I want this so that because I know God wants to give it to me? And if you can put yourself in the mindset that you know God wants to give it to you, Not only will you still get it, you'll actually feel better about getting it. You won't feel bad about be- being given a freebie. You won't feel the need to work. And you'll get what you want. You'll have your cake and eat it too. You'll get what you want and you'll be in a state of peace of mind, of rest. Have a great week. Thank you.
Thank you.